0: 2017 edition of Well we're gonna take it in a new direction. We're gonna take the pod in a new direction. The intro music is a hint. But, you know, our GM told us we were niche, Parkrun was a bit niche, so we're gonna go this year. We've done Parkrun. Now we're gonna talk about fiddling. And and specifically <laughs> specifically Sunshine Coast fiddling, just to be a bit more niche. So welcome. <laughs> To the fiddle, fiddle, no, oh, we've got fiddle adventurers. No, I'll workshop the name a bit, but welcome, Mel.
1: Thanks, Scotty. It's good to. Well, I won't say be back because this sounds like a brand new podcast to me, but I'm excited. I'm all about the fiddling lately.
0: Well, tell us about it because we'll get on to parkrun. <laughs> you know, we've talked, have we talked about that? Yeah, we'll get on to parkrun, but fiddling, you, you've been um. <laughs> at fiddle camp, and I, and I love that they call it fiddle camp.
1: Yes, sunshine fiddle camp. Not, not any kind of camp, fiddle camp. It's the sunshine fiddle camp. Uh, yeah, five days of crazy, crazy madness um, playing. Well, I specifically play cello or attempt to play cello, um, but the fiddle camp is open to all string instruments and apparently accordions. There was a man there with an accordion, so... Um, they, they take all kinds, somewhat like parkrun. Uh, as long as you're happy and you've got energy and you're willing to try and play an instrument, then you're welcome at fiddle camp. So, yeah, it was great fun. Completely different than how I'm used to learning and I was absolutely in over my head. And, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I get super excited about it and even... When Adam and my parents-in-law came to the concert on the last night, they all got excited about it too. And they're like, "Ah, so this is what you've been doing all week. And, yeah, there are a lot of talented tutors and things like that. So I was very lucky to be able to attend. And it's going to be my new annual thing. First week of January every year, you can find me at Sunshine Fiddle Camp. You should come next year. You've totally got time to learn an instrument. In fact, everybody does. There's plenty of space at Fiddle Camp for everyone.
0: <laughs> I Can imagine. Um, did any of your parkrun <laughs> experience translate to Fiddle Camp? That's the only question um, I've got because I don't I don't know much
2: about fiddling.
1: Did any? Um, oh, I'm trying to find some sort of transferable skills, but I I don't know. Oh, you've you've caught me caught me off
3: guard.
0: Okay. We'll move on. That's it. That's the Fiddle Adventurers podcast done. Welcome back to the Parkrun Adventurers for a new year. We're still in a little bit of holiday mode. I'm still in a little bit of holiday mode. I've I've discovered super duper's, so it's a super duper kind of night.
1: By holiday mode, Scotty means we haven't done any prep for this episode, (laughs) so we're just going to prepare you all now for um, one of those fly-by-the-seat-of-your-pants kind of podcast episodes.
0: We're going to ease into so it. But
1: hold on. Hold on, people. Yeah. It could go anywhere.
0: Lots of general banter today. And we'll start. <laughs> tell us about your Christmas and New Year's Day park runs. What did you get up to?
1: Well, no, no, you tell us because I've already been talking. I talked okay. a lot about fiddle camp. So you start with Christmas. Where did you go for Christmas?
0: I was back at Westerfolds. I was in my Santa suit. It was particularly, Ooh,
1: what was the temperature
0: like? Uh, it was particularly warm. I've done it a couple of times now. <laughs> and this was my hottest. My time wasn't as good as it was in previous oh, years. Oh, so you
1: ran. You ran dressed as Santa. You did Absolutely. volunteer I, in the suit.
0: No, no, no. And I commit. And I commit to the suit. So ran in the full beard, in the full wig, cap, the whole lot.
1: Wow, I bet that was a really gross suit by the
0: end. It was. And i got to tell you a cute story. One of our little juniors, he's only about four. He was standing next to his mum. I was in my full Santa suit. He walked away from his mum, came up to me and just said, thank you for the presents this morning. And then quickly Aww. ran. he <laughs> quickly ran back to his mum. And his mum didn't even know he did it. Very cute moment. But unfortunately, I think I might have spoiled it. At the end of the run, when...
1: You took, you took the suit off. Well,
0: I, no, the suit remained on, but I just couldn't maintain the uh, beard and the wick for the full hour.
1: You've ruined Christmas
0: I hope, little boy. Well, I hope he doesn't have a great understanding of, you know, people. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe he just thought <laughs> I was somebody else. Um, but, yeah, that was a really cute uh, oh, moment nice on Christmas him. Day.
1: <laughs> and it's so sweet that he was grateful and he was you know brave enough to show his gratitude as well
0: yeah it was and full credit to me i obviously looked apart
1: <laughs> did you go for the jolly belly and everything like that as well
0: i might have that already we'll get <laughs> on to that method when,
1: actor? We, <laughs> <laughs> when we talk
0: about resolutions <laughs> we'll get onto to that but yeah that was my christmas day Parkran, and i still stand by it i reckon it's the best day it's the best park run. I agree with PSH from our last episode we did. Um, just a good feel. Everybody wants to be there. And I think it's just a great way to start Christmas. Well, I would
1: certainly agree with that. Where were you? I was uh, in Brisbane. My family uh, live in one of the suburbs there. at closest park run is Wynnum Park Run. But we actually ran at Cleveland. Um, they were running at 8 a.m., because you're allowed to push your start back uh, on those days, which is really quite useful when we've got a six- and an eight-year-old who um, wants to open some presents. Although the ruling in my brother's house is that each child can open one present and then they have to wait to open all the rest of them till after park run And the kids, I, I'm sure it's this start-them-early thing that you swear by, the kids completely fine with that. They had no qualms, they didn't whinge or moan about... Any of the other things, they didn't question the fact that they were going to Parkrun. They were like, yep, okay, this is what we do. And um, we came, we went out to Cleveland. It was quite overcast and very cool, which was nice because it had been very warm in the lead up. But, yeah, it it was nice temperature and then it actually poured for about the last five, ten minutes of the run, um, I was with my sister-in-law who's still nursing an injury and my niece Lani who's six and so we were pretty much just walking and, yeah, so we got absolutely drenched. My, my brother met us with a, an umbrella for the last oh yeah, 500 metres, which I wouldn't have been worried about except um, I don't know if you do it, but as a territory director I carry my phone on my person even when I'm doing park run in case there's an emergency at one of the other events and they need to call me. I I never leave it um, back in the car or anything like that. And it was a new phone and it wasn't in a waterproof case and I had nothing on me that was any kind of waterproof so it was sort of shoved up my shirt and I was holding out my shirt in front of me um, looking like a bit of a weirdo and so I was grateful for the umbrella when it arrived. and The phone survived, which is good. I didn't get any calls that day with emergencies, which is even better. And it was a really wonderful run. And you know what else was really special? Apart from the fact that all the volunteers were amazing and they're out there in the pouring rain with their umbrellas and their volunteer vests and still, you know, as happy as Larry and wishing everyone a Merry Christmas. My nephew, Rowan, ran the whole way for the first time. And the whole five kilometres. I mean, they've done quite a few park runs now, but is the first time he ran the whole thing without stopping. And I was so <laughs> proud of him. And then later on in the afternoon after lunch, he was just sort of sitting there he's like, you know, I think I went a bit too hard at Parkrun today. Oh <laughs> I just thought, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's either feeling it in his muscles or he's just a bit tired. But I just thought, wow, he sounds like such an adult sitting around the table. It's just like, yeah, it's I good. went out too hard or something like that. He's eight years old. I just thought, good on him. That was was a highlight for me that he um, was able to run the whole distance for the first time with his dad.
0: He obviously likes running in the rain. I love running in the rain. Love it. Yeah? Yeah. You love it or he loves it? I
1: love it. He loved it. Well, he was quite cold and shivery by the time we finished and was ready to get in the car. But, yeah, no, they, they go faster, I think. Everyone goes faster in the rain. It's very liberating.
0: Now, New Year's Day.
1: Yes. Did you get a double in?
0: I volunteered for the first run and then got a run at the second one. So I did the double.
1: Yeah, you did a double. Yeah. You went to two park runs. That's what the double is.
0: Yep. But you know what I did? I didn't run direct. So these days, the only time I volunteer, it seems to be, I'm the run director. And as I think I've said before, as a run director, you don't do a lot. You You stand around and have lots of conversations and make sure everything's happening. But you actually don't do anything. But on New Year's Day... We broke our record at Westerfolds, and I was on the finish tokens. And I swear, it is the toughest, the most stressful volunteer position by far.
1: <laughs> you have trouble counting up numbers, making people stand in a row? What's, what's stressful about it?
0: The stressful of just handing out the tokens and people running past and not getting tokens and keeping track of them and when like a whole group comes across at the one time you've got to hand out all these tokens and stay in sync with the timekeeper just far too stressful for me i'm much more of a stand around just watch and chat to people kind of volunteer these days
1: okay well now that you've scared everyone off finished tokens (laughs) (laughs) which is not a stressful job at all if you actually pay attention um, <laughs> you were probably standing around trying to have a chat and not actually watching the people cross the finish line. I don't think so. You're supposed to be doing.
0: <laughs> It might have just been my experience, but, wow, well, I did enjoy so it. So you had
1: a course attendance record. What kind of numbers are we
0: talking? We got into the 200s, which is good, 220-something for Westerfolds, which is good. We sit at about 150 awesome. every week. So it was a nice bump.
1: So at 150, you've only got one person on finished tokens? You don't have either two people on tokens or one on token support?
0: No, just one. Okay. Maybe that's why it's so stressful.
1: Yeah, if you had to, when you got those bigger numbers, it wouldn't have been as stressful because the whole idea is that person who is supporting chases down the people who run through and don't take the tokens. So you can keep your eyes on the people that are still finishing and actually taking
0: their tokens i get that and and you know
1: it is a whole other volunteer position yeah i understand there we could
0: have a funnel but we just weren't expecting you know to go to get big
1: gangbusters
0: yeah but then after that i got to run at mullum mullum which i'd already run on christmas eve um but i got to well i walked ran with my daughter then so i got to have a a proper run on new year's day and i gotta tell you We talked to Scotty Hawkins a few episodes back. He's a great run director, you know. As far as run director briefings go, he's leading the field, and the course at Mullum Mullum is really good. The best thing about it is that it 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 seems to be over a lot quicker than all the other park runs. Um, So that's that's great. Is that
1: just because you ran really fast? Maybe. How is it over quicker?
0: I don't know. It just seems to go quicker it's got lots of shade you know it's got it's one of these contrasts it's all trail bush and then the second half is all underpass and concrete so it's a real contrast and yeah strava might have said it's a bit short but there's lots of trees and there's lots of branches and there's lots of bridges to go under so yeah
1: it's not that accurate by the satellites
0: yeah maybe Maybe that's what it is, but it's a fantastic park run. Really, really enjoyable run. A little bit challenging, but um, I highly recommend it. And they've had really good numbers. And you know, and I think it's a really good effort to put on a New Year's Day run when it was only like their third event.
1: Well done, Mullum Mullum.
0: You did you? It was it was a new event for me, so I climbed up the new the most events table by one. But I'm guessing you're going to tell me you. Added a few more.
1: So, how many how many events are you on the most events table now?
0: Can't remember. Couple behind Can't you.
1: Thirty six.
0: Maybe. Who's yeah. counting? So
1: I. Who's counting? <laughs> oh well, nobody counts when you're coming seconds, do they? <laughs> uh, I, I got two new ones. So Cleveland on Christmas Day was a new one for me, and then yes, I did two brand new events on New Year's Day as well. I got to experience Chermside and Kedron Park Runs for the first time, which were also amazing events, wonderful events. And uh, we, we did it with a big bunch. So it's really nice to be able to travel. Both those events in Northside Brisbane and my family kind of live um, east and sort of south, different, different branches of them. And we convinced family from the Sunshine Coast to come as well as well as a whole bunch of Sunshine Coast park runners. So it was quite the big posse by the end of the morning when we got down there and that was really good. It was nice to have, you know, familiar faces. I mean, all the park runs are always welcoming and the volunteers were fantastic. But it was great to be able to, you know, be on tour or take the adventure with your family and friends all sort of meeting somewhere in the middle. So we did Chermside first, which was a gorgeous course. Highly recommend it. Um, and then that was followed by Kedron, which it was very toasty by the time we started Kedron. That was at 8.30 in the morning. Not a huge amount of shade on the course, but the atmosphere of all the runners, you know, it really made up for it. And once again, my niece and nephew were there with us, and so I did that course. I actually um, sort of ran... Rand walked both courses with Gareth Saunders. Um, he was kind enough to slow down for me because I haven't been doing a lot of running lately and he, he's still coming back. He's trying to rest from an injury that he um, sustained last year and he's not supposed to be running but he couldn't, um, what's the word, resist. He couldn't resist doing a New Year's Day double. So he thought, oh, I'll just come along and I think it was a good excuse for him that I was only walking so we could have a good chat, but at the second event, so my niece and nephew only did the second event because ten kilometres is a lot uh, for kids that age and the atmosphere with the other runners, you know, it was a little bit difficult with the heat (laughs) to get Rowan and Lani sort of moving on Kedron's course and at one stage we said, look, count high fives, get high fives from the other runners because it's an out and back course that are coming. And they must have got hundreds. And Lani literally did yell out, I got a hundred when, you know, we were about halfway around. And just the fact that those other runners in their sweaty, disheveled state, and they were dealing with the heat as well, but they were still willing to give the kids high fives and help, you know, spur them on. It's just completely the parkrun spirit and exactly what it's all about. So we had a great morning. Also helped by the super soakers that were filled with ice cold water at the finish line and everyone got squirted down with.
0: Sounds like fun. How are you coping with the heat? Has it been a hot summer so far? Well,
1: uh, it hasn't been too bad. Mm. Yeah. It's
0: been bloody hot down here. I'm struggling. I really do like the idea of summer until summer comes around. <laughs>
1: It's a great time for volunteering.
0: <laughs> Good point, and I've done a lot of it lately. But if my hobby was like open water swimming, I'd love summer. But unfortunately it's not, it's running. And it's, you know, it's really hard. I don't know how you guys do it, like particularly when the humidity gets really high.
1: Yeah, I guess it's just what you get used to.
0: How long does it take to acclimatise?
1: I couldn't tell you. I'm sure, I'm sure it wouldn't take more than one summer, surely. You do just get eased into it, you know. If, if you start up here in the winter time, by the time it gets to summer, it just happens gradually.
0: Yeah, that's not a Melbourne summer. A Melbourne summer goes from 15 degrees to the next day, 38. We just get no in-between.
1: <laughs> we get plenty of in-between,
2: which is gorgeous.
0: Now, we may still be in holiday mode, but we've still had time to do some news. So let's hear the news. <laughs> 15,830 volunteers made park runs happen at 1,013 different locations last weekend. 183,866 participants took part, including 30,139 first timers. As at the time of podcast recording, 36,850 people have registered for their own barcode in the past seven days. 10,002 of those registrations took place on Saturday alone and Parkrun Australia passed another milestone with their 400,000th registered parkrunner.
1: 22 events were cancelled around the globe, with adverse weather conditions and course safety being cited as the major causes. Flooding was experienced in parts of Australia and South Africa, and the UK, Poland, France, Canada and Russia had courses falling victim to winter, with incidences of ice, sleet and extreme cold. The mercury in Moscow rose to negative 31 degrees on Saturday
0: morning. And Aussie parkrun legend and former parkrun adventurers podcast guest, Gareth Saunders, and his wife Mel welcomed a future parkrunner into the world on Monday the 9th of January, a little brother for Jade. Numbers are up. Registrations in particular are up. Everyone's really jumping on the parkrun bandwagon.
1: Not just registrations, but course attendances. Yeah. You know, it's... It's that beautiful start of the new year, everyone wants a new me situation, I think. Yep.
0: So we've seen it before, the New Year's resolution effect. Have you made any New Year's resolutions this year?
1: I have. I think, actually, that one of my New Year's resolutions is the same as last year's. I know, so I want to do, um, I want to do... 15 new park run events this year so it's a little over one yeah it's a little over one a month on average um but i figure you know with january you can knock off um a couple just on new year's day so bam but that's two done already going to a launch for next week bam there goes three so that's good for january and then i just need to average like one a month for the rest of the year pretty much so that's doable i think last year i also wanted to do 15
0: how about you? I did make resolutions and uh, they were running related. I made a couple of others that I'm, you know, a week and a bit in, I'm still on track. Good, good. Um, but I want to go sub 20. I want to go sub 20 at Park Run. I I'm not sure if I can do it. I know I could do it in the past, but that's one. And um, one way I'm going to do that is I've been told that to improve as a runner, you have to run more. Oh. Is
1: that how they do it?
0: That is the secret. That's one of the secrets. So I'm trying to run more this year, which would be nice.
1: You, you, you ran quite a bit last year. Do you know how many kilometers you ran? Like has Strava given you that magic number that everybody else seemed to be posting on Facebook?
0: I did. And that was – well, that's what led me to realize that I actually don't run enough. I think I just got over 1,500 kilometers. Then basically, yeah, like all my mates were 2,000,
1: 3,000, 3,500. Three Who is that crazy person?
0: Yeah, I know. There's a few of them out there. But they're also really good runners. Okay. So that's the secret. And I've got to drop some weight too, as someone mentioned. Well,
1: an extra 1,000 kilometers will probably do that
0: for you. I hope so. I might have to. I've, I've discovered coconut water. So I'm going to replace some of my fizzies and coffees with coconut water. That might help. Running a bit more, that might help. But come back at me like in February and see how I'm going. Because they are New Year's okay. resolutions after all. And, and whether
1: or not you keep them up. <laughs> yeah,
0: like all those people with good intentions of registering for Parkrun and coming you know, for the next couple of weeks. I want to see you guys in May and June. I really hope I do see you, but I know I won't see most of you.
1: But for those of you who stick it out, good job. Yep. And for those of you who don't, we hope to see you back again this time next year. She's known around the traps as a bit of a park run overachiever. She's certainly a very diligent, dedicated parkrunner and we've spoken to her before we've never done this but we needed to have an event director back who opened up episode one of the parkrun adventurers with us Liv Coop welcome to the podcast. Hi guys thank you for having me. Thanks for coming so now Liv I'm not over exaggerating when I say you're a bit of an overachiever. With Park I know
3: Run. that's a bit of a feel yeah I almost cracked up <laughs>
1: the last year you have been the event director of two events because you know one isn't enough how has that worked out for you
3: oh it's it's been a whirlwind I must admit like it's been really hard harder than I thought it was going to be um Yeah, but I've really enjoyed it, every single minute of it. I mean, when someone says to you, oh, we can do a park run at a winery, I mean, you're crazy to say no, so I couldn't really pass that up, but yeah, it's been a real eye-opener and I think because this Cireme is such a different park run to Cleveland, because Cleveland is on path and Cireme is a trail run, so you're running through you know paddocks and whatnot. Um, So I've learnt another side of running that I never really knew existed and I've I've met people who are trail runners and they're a different breed of people again as well. So it's been really interesting actually. I've learned a lot about trail running and I'm actually starting to get now into trail running myself and I love it. So, yeah, and I love hills. I used to hate hills. Like everyone complains about hills but hills are fantastic. So, yeah, I've learnt to love the hills as well. So it's been a real eye-opener as far as different types of running and how runners are. Runners who run on road tend to be more – Focused, I guess, on their pace—if that's an accurate. Like they, you know, it's all about speed. Um, whereas trail runners, I find, are more interested in elevation and distance, and like you know, the places that they go. So I guess they're just different people. Yeah, it's really good. Love it. It's going to be sad to leave.
0: <laughs> Another characteristic of trail runners is they like to fall over a lot. Have you had many stacks? At, uh, you know what? Eight? We actually
3: didn't. We haven't had an injury yet.
0: Oh. So we haven't
3: oh, had- There oh, go, there. the mockers. You just put Can the mockers in. Touch word, please. No one on there. <laughs> 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 but yeah, we haven't had any major incidences. So it's been. Great. I mean, people know. I think you know it's not too bad. It's not like a trail run where you're running through a bush and there's you know tree stumps and large rocks you got to climb over and all of that. It's more just running. You know, it's gravel, it's grass, it's so it's not too extreme trail. I think anyone can do Sirame. It's quite it's quite open for anyone to try at least to give it a go.
1: We'll have to send Scotty up there and he'll he'll stack it on your course. No worries.
3: No, there's no bridges though, Scott. <laughs>
0: That's okay. I don't have to run on a bridge.
3: Okay,
0: (laughs) he can trip anywhere. (laughs) (laughs) What about the winery aspect? What about the post-run celebrations? Have people been indulging in that?
3: Well, I don't think that we'll. They may open, this, it's called the cellar door, they open up early for us. So they normally don't open till 9 o'clock. So they've been opening at 7.30 for us, but that's mostly just for coffee and sort of light snacky type breakfast. Um, the actual cellar door, I don't think they're allowed to sell alcohol until 9 o'clock. But in saying that, I often see park runners walk off with, you know, a, a wine bag. So I have seen it happen, but, yeah, I think we're mostly done by 9 o'clock, so you don't see it too often
1: you have the benefit of running the event on private property which means that you don't have a lot of I won't use the word obstacles but challenges that many of the other events face with you know sharing paths and things like that and large numbers of runners you are using this opportunity to try and go for a bit of a crack at the Aussie record this weekend what kind of plans have you got in place to make that happen how many volunteers does it take
3: well we've got about I think there's 21 volunteers 22 volunteers in total so far so I think we've got that sorted we're using the launch because we had 620 for our launch so we're sort of using that as a guide we learned heaps from that um and then I mean the team that we've got are awesome and We've got – we're lucky because in the Redlands our our other teams are quite close as far as the park runs. They're only five minutes down the road. So we've actually got like some of my team from Cleveland are coming over to volunteer. And But we really need people to run, not volunteer. So um, we want to break the record. So, you know, we've got we've got our team set up. I think we're pretty good. The main concern for us was parking um, because obviously with that amount of people, we're hoping people will pool. Um, that would be ideal. But we have – oodles of parking we've got about six car park marshals um set throughout so we've got people to direct as the cars come in the gates um all the parking is actually on the property we've had to alter our course just a fraction um to allow for us to be able to park on the grassed area but Sarah may have um like a day on the green quite often there so and we we can utilize all the paddocks so we've got heaps and heaps of parking that shouldn't be an issue so we've got all that sorted but yeah that was our main issue was where are we going to park everyone but we've got that all sorted now and the course is all worked out so I think we should be all good to go but it's so open like even when we had 600 you know you talk to people afterwards and everyone said it didn't feel like that because it is so wide and you know you've got so much room to run so it's not like when South Bank did there and that's the record we're trying to beat they did 944 and we were I was actually there for that and it took me like five minutes to even get to the start line which was pretty insane but then you couldn't pass or anything like it was really crowded and you got bikes whizzing past you and you know other people running and path users and it was just full on like it was really stressful I found it very stressful running in that but with Syramay there's no bikes there's no one else on the property it's literally just us so you know we're just going to have fun and Go with it. We even have the day on the green. The stage is our turnaround. So you get to run around the day on the green stage. It's a massive stage. So that's our turnaround, which is pretty cool.
0: You said it there. Remind us, what's the record you're going for?
3: 944. That was South Bank. I think it was their first birthday um, in 2013. So it's been standing for three three years. So we're going to have a crack.
0: Have you got a feeling you think you're going to do it?
3: Oh, I don't want to say, <laughs> I don't want to jinx it, but I do, my gut says yes, okay. yes, we can do it.
0: Have you got enough so... cake for a thousand oh, people? Yeah, well,
3: that's... <laughs> well the, the seller door sell cakes, so we'll just have to buy theirs if we run out. Just make you run faster, so you have to run fast if you want cakes.
1: Oh, that doesn't seem fair. <laughs>
3: <laughs> but yeah, we're going to have lots of prizes too, we got local businesses donating prizes. So we're going to have spot prizes. We're going to have random prizes as people finish. And, um, yeah, we've got a little certificate for the 945th finisher. So, yeah, we've got a few things up our sleeves, so it'll be good fun.
1: So you've got the parking under control and you've got heaps of volunteers. You had 620 at your launch, but what was it like at the finish line? Do you Did you set up a funnel? Do you have a funnel there normally? Because I know some events have funnels, but most of them... Well, that's that's a bit of a guess, I would say. Most don't. Have have you sort of negotiated something different? Because tipping the point, you know, at a thousand runners, that's that's a lot of runners crossing one little finish line. It is.
3: We actually we're gonna do the same thing that we did for the launch as well. So when we did the launch, I spoke to um, Gareth and um, also Neil from Rocks River- Riverside and got some advice from them. So we've we've set up and we will have set up. So the finish finish funnel, as you come through, there's going to be a team of volunteers, obviously, on the finish funnel. Um, everyone will pass one at a time. So it's single file and then we have um, a finish funnel manager. We have a finish um tokens volunteer who will be handing out the tokens and then we have someone else who will be handing them the tokens and so we've got someone to keep everyone in the same order and coordinate between the stopwatch the finish line and the finish tokens. so and we're going to have bunting set up so you can't really yeah go wrong and we'll just yell at everyone so it'll be fine it'll be fine (laughs) i'm actually really relaxed about it to be honest so yeah it'll be fine We'll sort it out, but yeah, you won't be able to cross. You know how you get these some park runs. See, normally Sarah Park Run, we only get sort of forty or fifty park runners each week, so it's actually quite a small event normally. So for us to do this, it's it's massive. But um, yeah, we've we've got it pretty sorted. So people will only be able to cross one at a line. And when South Bank did theirs, that's exactly how they did it as well. So you literally have to cross one at a time, and you just get everyone to stay in that same order as they go to the finish tokens. So. Yeah, and then you go directly up to get your barcode scanned and give back the token, <laughs> of course.
0: Good luck with it, Liv. We'll, we'll be looking at the results and see how you go on Saturday. Now, Mel and I love Parkrun. You clearly love Parkrun, and you've taken it to another level. You've gone <laughs> and got yourself a Parkrun tattoo. How did that come about? Oh.
3: I did. It's funny because I've always wanted a tattoo, but um, I was always too scared. I thought it was going to hurt too much. But um, in the middle of the year, in um, June this year, I got a tattoo with an infinity symbol and my kids' initials because to me a tattoo needs to mean something. Like it can't just be a picture of a dolphin or a butterfly or whatever. Like to me it needs to mean something. So I got my kids with the infinity because that was a little thing that we had, you know, we love you infinity plus one, blah, blah, blah. But, um, yeah, so I got that and I thought, oh, that's not that bad. It didn't actually hurt that bad. And then I said, oh, I'm going to get a park run tree for my hundredth park run. I said I'm going to do that because it's taken me nearly four years to get to a hundred, so it's taken a while. And um, yeah, so I thought I'm just gonna do it. and I did it. I got to my hundred and that was actually before Christmas, but with just the crazy before Christmas, yeah, I didn't get to do it until this week. So that was a bit of fun and it turned out really well actually. I was quite pleased. So I actually printed out the bark, like you know, printed out the tree to scale and made sure the tattooist did it exactly to the specs. So yeah, I got it right, I think. Did I, Scott?
0: <laughs> I was just checking it <laughs> against the brand guidelines, and I think you did. Yeah. The 100 was maybe a bit close, but I'll let you get away with it.
3: Yeah, the people too.
0: <laughs> <do. laughs>
3: I do have an exclusion zone.
0: <laughs> does this mean you're going to make room for the 250? And what about the 25 volunteers?
3: Oh, you know, I thought about that too, but I'm up to like 80 something volunteers. So 25 volunteers was ages ago. So, like, the, the 100 runs for me, because it's been such a mission to get there, was like, quite significant. Like, I found that was very significant. Now I'm sort of going towards my 100 volunteers. So, yeah, I've been asked that and, like, it's taken me nearly four years to get to 100. So how many years is going to take me to get to 250? I'll worry about that when it comes.
1: (laughs) Ten. We've worked this out before. It takes 10 years at the rate you're going to get to
3: 250.
1: Yeah, well, four years for 100. Add another four years for another 200, and then half of that's two years. Yeah. You got your 10. See, I'm mathing good in 2017.
3: Go, Mel. <laughs> well, I've got another ankle too. I'll just do it on the other side. Maybe I should do that.
1: So, you're not going to like put a line through the
3: 100 and write 250 underneath it? Oh, that's not a bad idea, actually. I could possibly do that. The tattooist, though, the guy that did it, he said like just underneath it, because I did actually want it a bit lower. But um, he said, because you've got that dent, you know, behind your ankle that it might look a bit distorted, the hundreds. So that's why I went for it to be a little bit higher. But, yeah, we'll see. I'll deal with that in 10 years' time. <laughs> <That's ages>
0: <laughs> <away>. <laughs> Liv, congratulations on the tattoo. Good luck for Saturday. Thanks for being our first return ED guest. One more before you go. You're going to hand over to Sarah May now.
3: Yes, I am.
0: Little bit bittersweet. Yep. I've gone through this. How are you feeling about it?
3: Oh, uh, you know, I know you guys know. I had a bit of a not a meltdown, but I just felt really sad the other day when I just sort of hit me that thought. Oh my goodness, I'm actually going to be like giving up my baby. I think as Eds all EDs know, you put your heart and soul into these park runs and it's it's not even about the park run, it's about the people and who you meet and like you build these teams, the event teams and my run directors are just amazing. Like, you know, they just do such a great job and put so much effort into everything and I just love it, you know, and it's just, I have a little bit of OCD so I like to control things So letting go of stuff that I've created is not easy. But, um, yeah, Ellie, who is taking over, she's got a wealth of experience so she'll be fantastic. But And, yeah, the team is fantastic. They'll be fine without me but, yeah, it's like, oh, I feel a little bit sad actually. So I think it's going to be emotional on Saturday actually because I'm a bit of a sook when it comes to stuff like that. I get a bit sentimental. <laughs>
0: Uh, it's perfectly fine nothing wrong with crying at park run you'll be in an yeah. exclusive club but you and me yeah. I think mel's been there too i've been there heaps of Have times you?
3: yeah <laughs> yep. yeah yeah you do invest you invest yourself don't you into the park run so yeah i just love it love it
1: And some other people were out there having adventures over the festive season. We've got Paul Kitching having some New Year's Day doubles and Monique and Jeff who had some adventures in the UK. Let's have a listen to what they've got to say.
4: G'day, Mel and Scott. This is underscore PK or PK, your Channel 4 uh, reporter. Hopefully, not the only one this year. Checking in for the first time in 2017, saying Happy New Year to all park run adventurers. Coming to you direct, uh, live and direct, that is, from the uh, double uh, New Year's Day run, park run, here in the Adelaide Hills, a bit exhausted, just done the Mount Barker 7am one, beautiful morning out here, a little bit drizzly, and uh, just having a bit of a break now, and uh, then we're off to Strathalbyn, which is about 20 minutes away, and we're doing the 9am run in Strath, which should be fun. Anyway, before then, I'm uh, going to go and say good day to a few different crew. Got all kinds of people here, some first-timers, some regulars, uh, even uh, one of the, uh, the heads of Parkrun Australia is here, and also going to have a chat to... Uh, well, actually, I don't know Actually, if, if I'm going to actually have a chat to him now, but there's a crazy guy who actually just did Mount Barker, who's running to Strath, and then is going to run Strath. Crazy man that he is. Anyway, going to uh, go and have a chat to some crew now. Happy New Year, everyone. Okay, then. I thought uh, I'd start with uh, a first-timer, and uh, what a great place to start. It's, we, we love first-timers at Parkrun. It means that um, you know, they've, they've obviously come out for a reason, and I've got Jed Richards here, a good mate of mine, uh, who's come out. Um, fantastic to see you, Jed. Good morning. G'day, PK. How are you today? Fantastic, mate. Uh, so what, uh, what brought, brought you out to Parkrun? Run? Well, I've been hearing you uh, talk about it for the last couple of years now, so uh, that's that's the first thing. <laughs> Good but to I, hear. I've been watching the emails and, and watching what they're doing, and it's growing at such a rapid rate throughout the world. And I thought, well, five k's is a little less than what I'd usually run, but I'll give it a crack and try and get my pace up a bit. Good man. And how do you feel? How'd you go today? Good. My first one, 4 minute 25, so I was pretty happy with that. <laughs> Fantastic, right. Well done, mate. Now I've got myself a goal. I want to try and do a 4 minute one. Ah, mate. Well done, yes. Well, there's uh, quite, a, quite a few good paces here at Mount Barker, so um, what up, mate. Well, uh, congratulations. We hope to see you at uh, a lot more park runs. Yeah, it's a good way to start the day and the year. Good on you, Jed. Thanks so much. Let's go and find some other excellent crew. Okay, I'm now with the Ma- Mount Barker regular, Scott Veers. G'day, Scotty.
5: G'day mate, how you going?
4: Awesome. Uh, congratulations on uh, getting out of bed and uh, making it out here this morning. Oh, it was
5: probably one of the hardest mornings to get out of the year, but uh, <laughs> apart from that it uh, worked quite well.
4: <laughs> so, um, mate, uh, how's your park run journey been? What, what are you up to now?
5: Uh, well, this is number 102, so uh, I did my 50th at the site for New Year's Day last year. So. Uh, Smashed out quite a few this year and uh, owe a few volunteering sports now.
4: Awesome, well done, mate. Yes, we did celebrate you 100 the other day. Well done, mate. And uh, so you're going to come and uh, come to Strath, crack the double.
5: I think, uh, yeah, I haven't run Strath as a proper run yet. So uh, today's number one awesome, for Strath. Mate. So, uh, awesome. yeah, we well were going to run down, but I thought I'd leave that to the uh, professionals. Ah, yeah, that's right. We're
4: going to hopefully have a chat with Kent if he survives it a bit later. One of our, cra- as I say, one of our crazy runners here, Kent uh, Bralia Baralia, have I got his name right?
5: Braglia. Braglia. Yeah.
4: Right. Yeah. Um, is Doing the uh, doing the the mad uh, mad run in between the two. Anyway, um, no, it's good to see you guys out. The the, the family are out here often, aren't they? Look like, like, great, to see park run family.
5: We've got the whole family out now. I think there's mum's um, the only one that doesn't come out. So uh, dad did his first one yesterday.
4: That's very impressive. Yeah. Well done, mate. Awesome.
5: Yeah, no, all good. So uh, hopefully we'll get to a few more this year.
4: Alrighty, oh well, we've done the Strath uh, Park Run, and that was uh, pretty intense. Well, f- for some of us. Not so much for young Kent. Uh, is it Bralia or Braglia? Bralia. Bralia. Got it right. Bralia. Um, Kent's the one that I spoke of earlier, who uh, did the Mount Barker Park run, and then actually I'll get him to tell the story. <laughs> <Not> tell, <laughs> tell us about your morning, mate. No. Um, just a lazy five uh, k's at Mount Barker, and then what?
2: Then 21 uh, uh, k's down to Strath, and then another five k down to Strath.
4: Wow. So yep, you heard it right. He uh, did park run at mount barker then instead of uh, doing the right the normal thing <laughs> and getting in a car and coming to strath they decided to run it um and got lots of encouragement along the way. Yeah, indeed. Well done, mate. Um, no, nah, Kent, good work, mate. You're a, a regular at, at Mount Barker and often one of the winners and one, one of the, for the first finishers. So congrats. How do you feel today, though? A little bit sore. <laughs> <laughs> so you're not, are you going to make, make this a regular for New Year's Day?
6: I reckon. Oh, do again next
4: year? Good man, good man. Anyway, just wanted to uh, wish Kent all the best before he collapses, and uh, well done. It's great to see uh, uh, some people out there having fun and uh, doing a great job. Well done, mate.
1: Cheers. Thank you.
4: Good on you Ken. OK, then, I've saved the best for last. Um, I'm now with Scott Watkins. Scott um, is, of course, the uh, head of Parkrun Australia, the board of Parkrun Australia. Is that right, Scott? The, the chair of the board. The yeah. chair of the board, sorry. that's that's the, get, get this right, Paul. Um, and uh, and also the co-director of uh, Albert Melbourne. Um, Scott, welcome to South Australia. Thank you. It's, it's good to be here. I've had a great couple of days. Fantastic. I did notice on uh, Striver that you'd done uh, Torrens as well. How was that? Yeah, look, I've, we've, we've managed three parkruns
7: uh, in in. Two Two days here in South Australia. so We did Torrens yesterday morning on on Saturday, and then we did Mount Barker and Strathalbyn and double here on New Year's Day. Which yeah. I mean, all three have been lovely, fantastic.
4: Had you done any of the South Australian park runs before? No,
7: no. Um, this was I've been to South Australia for work over the years, but this was actually my wife Joanne's first. Visit to Adelaide, Beautiful. and um, we uh, yeah, so we hadn't
4: done any of them, so yeah,
7: first first time.
4: Awesome, uh, and uh, in your role with, uh, with Parkrun, uh, what, what kind of things does that um, entail? Uh, does it keep you busy every day, or is it um, is it uh, something that's it's a passion of yours, no doubt? Or? Well, the um so the event director role is similar to events across the country, but the role with the with the board
7: it's only new. I only um, became the the chair about six weeks ago. Congratulations, and, um, yeah, <laughs> thanks. And look, it's just another way of helping out. Many people help out across the Country, the role of the board is really to help help support our, our staff. So Tim and Renee, as our, our paid staff here in Australia, they manage the operations. But the board is there to provide sort of a, an extra level of assistance with regards to executing our strategy. And so you know our our key goals of our, our key strategic goals in Australia are to be have a park run in every community at once, one and to be an organisation of a volunteer led organisation that. Um, It does the best by our volunteers and our participants as we can. And so really the things that we as the board need to focus on is is ensuring that we can deliver on those goals. So that's things like um, training our volunteers and supporting our event directors and territory directors and also growing our our sponsorship base. So Mm. our our partners, we have three really great major partners across Australia now. Um, we're on the lookout for more. If someone out there listening wants to have a chat, I'll, I'll come and visit. Um, so that, that's part of our role, to try and identify new new sectors of the economy probably that we can partner with and, um, awesome. and grow Parkrun's um, sponsorship base so that we can bring on more staff to support the growth in Australia, which has been phenomenal
4: yeah absolutely oh that is so good to hear and no doubt the comforting for uh, for those um, people that are I suppose looking to create parkruns as well and knowing you know that that's there's a really good backbone there um, certainly there all, we know that there already is with um, with the management of parkrun but so, but certainly to have a board behind it as well uh, from a strategic level is so important definitely and you know I've been lucky enough to
7: get a bit of experience in, in an, another not for profit over the last couple of years and and so it's sort of my
4: turn to do, do this in parkrun well good on you on behalf of all parkrun adventurers thank you <laughs> um, no And thanks so much. I hope you've had a good time here. We certainly have. uh, We're now at the the post-park run coffee, the best part of, uh, especially after doing two park runs, we've actually earned uh, everything that we've just consumed, and we can now go off and um, have a cracking good start to the year.
7: Yeah, thanks, Paul, and thanks to all of the the teams who put on these events over the last couple of days. It's always a big effort to put them on 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 public holidays and 7am on a New Year's Day, (laughs) that's a special sort of volunteer to do that.
4: So I really appreciate that from everyone and and their hospitality has been amazing. Good on you, Scott. Thank you so much. Thanks, guys. That's it. We're over and out now. We're going to go in and uh, enjoy the rest of the year. This is PK signing off from uh, Parkrun in Mount Barker and Strathalbin. And uh, Happy New Year to you, Scott and Mel. Thanks uh, to you guys. Looking forward to an awesome year as well. Cheers.
2: So my name's Monique, I'm a run director at Wishart in Brisbane, and it's the first of January, two thousand seventeen. And I'm at Tunbridge Park Run in Kent, in the UK, um, I'm with the run director. So what's your name?
6: Uh, my name is Peter Horn.
2: And how many park runs have you done, Peter?
6: Uh, so I'm on ninety-nine park runs. Okay. <laughs> so, yes. so
2: where do you hope to do your hundredth park run? Uh,
6: I'm going to do it here. I'm, I'm waiting. My son is on. Ni- he's doing his ninety-eighth today, so I'm just waiting for him to do his ninety-ninth. Fantastic. Together and are in a couple you
2: are you going to try and do the elusive PB on a milestone?
6: Uh, I don't know. Well, not if I'm running with him, because to be honest, uh, so his PV is about 25 minutes and mine's under 20, so it would be a bit harsh for me to drop him on it um, when we're doing the hundreds together. Yeah, to get a that, little so. bit mean. Um, so
2: how many other parkrun events have you run at?
6: Um, probably about seven others. So.
2: And so do you have a favourite? You're not allowed to say it's 100.
6: Uh, let's see, what would my favourite be? Um... There's uh, one in Edinburgh, which is lovely, so on the coast where you, so you run by the 4th of 4th and you get to see the 4th rail bridge and, that, and that's, that's great. But great. But other than that, um, I did do one in Krakow a few weeks back, um, which was a great experience, but it was really cold. The wind appeared to come in from Siberia to the rest of Poland. So.
2: Did you do the main course or their backup course in Krakow? Oh,
6: wow. You're, you're, I like your expertise. Um... Well, it was a run. It was, I think it was the main course. I don't know what so the backup. So around Bologna. Course. Yeah, yeah.
7: yeah.
2: So. so I was in Krakow earlier in the year, and I did the backup course. Right, okay. And there's a 400 meter elevation change on the backup course. Oh dear. And that was the hardest run I've ever done. So okay,
6: comparatively, not...
2: Tunbridge is beautiful. Well,
6: t- Tunbridge is very flat. So yeah. yes. Um, can
2: you tell me how many runners you average here?
6: Uh, average. So we had our peak last week which was 520, I think, or 500 or so. Uh, We're normally about 400 to 430, so... um, Um,
2: And how many volunteers does it take each
6: week? Um, It's probably about 25 or so. So we actually... I think the, the one thing we're coming up against at the moment is our numbers are going up and we're getting to the point where we're having to manage the finish funnel a bit more. So we need a few more people to help with that. Um, but other than that, it's, it's a fairly simple route, so uh, um, yeah.
2: what's your favourite feature of this course here? Uh, favourite feature of the course?
6: Um, so, you see, it's an ocean back course around the lake. <laughs> and on a nice sunny day which today isn't because it's a bit grim and overcast but a nice sunny day the 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 sunrise on the over the lake or just the sun reflection <laughs> off the lake is, is a lovely thing to run Beautiful.
2: around and just to add for you scotty there's quite a few no, bridges Bob. here that you cross over well, I'm so Bob. some tight turns and some bridges and for you mel last week was a dress-up oh, event and there was a reindeer on the course so awesome so thank you so much uh, for your oh, time well, we morning. did
6: we did also have a, a few weeks ago so it was our third anniversary and we were doing dressing up for the third anniversary and um, somebody turned up a week beforehand uh, having misunderstood in a, in a ten foot high T-Rex outfit and they were the only person dressed up. But they still ran That's around the amazing. course. So That's good. So. Fantastic.
2: There you go Mel, you have to add it to your bucket list. Awesome, thank okay. you so All much right, for your time you. this All morning right. and thank you for the run, it was great.
0: Okay, thank you. So good to have the roving reporters back, don't you think?
2: I do, I,
1: and I strongly encourage more people to send us in your stuff. Yes. You know, have a chat to the park runners that you're experiencing a new event with, even if they've been there all the time, or if there's someone who's come along for the adventure with you. We'd love to hear your stories.
0: Yep, that's a New Year's resolution for all of you. Do some roving yep. reports for us. We we've, love it.
1: We've made it for you.
0: <laughs> and we've if turned. You didn't P-C- have
1: a, a resolution. There it is.
0: We've turned PK into a celebrity, so you too could be a celebrity of sorts.
1: In our own little niche fitting yeah. world.
0: <laughs> yep. Now, not many launches or anniversaries over that Christmas, New Year period, but we had a couple last week.
1: We did, and just because we we're on holidays doesn't mean all the volunteers were. We had a launch at Tannum Sands in Queensland last weekend up near Gladstone. That was a bit exciting. And Quinn's Rocks in WA, another sneaky one that went under the radar.
0: As they like to do. But there's one launch this week that you're involved in. You're going out to Wandai.
1: I am. It's going to be awesome. I'm very excited about this event. It's going to be great for another small Rural community, and everybody needs to say rural as many times as possible.
0: Will there be any jurors out there?
1: <laughs> rural juror. Yeah,
0: I'd like to meet um, one.
1: <laughs> it's possible. I'm not sure if they've got a courthouse. They might not be that big. You might have to go to King Kingaroy for the courts.
0: Okay. Will you report on that next week's for next week's next week for well, us? Well. <laughs> Will do, in
1: fact I might even go one better and, and get their ED to come on
0: the show Ooh, very exciting As far as cake and anniversaries, we had Lawson celebrating their second on the weekend just gone Well done Lawson I always hear good things about Lawson Another trail park run up in Sydney, high on my list And this week, where are we going for cake? We've already heard about Sierra Mate But if you're not trying to be part of the record, where are you going?
1: Well, dare I say it, Pioneer are having an anniversary and they've told the world about it. So that must mean Jez wants everyone to know. It'll be their third.
0: So launches are exciting in WA, but anniversaries aren't?
1: Not sure. I'm not sure. Maybe that one just slipped underneath their radar <laughs> and they accidentally let it into the newsletter. But if you're in Victoria, you could head along to Shepperton for their third anniversary also.
0: I've been up to Shepparton, nice and flat course. It's good, they've made it to three years. I started my parkrun journey with Alan, the ED up there. So that's great to see three years of Shepparton parkrun.
1: And of course, we've had a chat to Liv on the podcast already, who is celebrating Sarah May's first anniversary in Queensland. And she has confirmed there will be a lot of cake for a lot of people. If you're fast we've made it to 51 we weren't sure if we were going to come back but we did i guess we'll have to keep going
0: we will my sole goal was to beat robo and russ we've done that
1: <laughs> not competitive at all are you
0: no i'm not
1: so technically we could retire after this episode
0: yeah we're not going to retire we're going to do it for another whole year so we better put our thinking caps on and start getting some guests on.
1: If you guys have got any ideas,
0: because <laughs> we got <laughs> none. <laughs> no, we got plenty. We Let got us some. Know. We got some good guests coming up in the next couple of weeks. I'm looking forward to it. Hope you are, Mel. Happy park running this Always. week. Always. I'll chat to you next week.
1: Cheers, buddy. <laughs>